0: hi i'm your host matt Stouffer, and this is episode 49 of the five minute geek show a twice weekly show about development and everything around it it's one topic per episode about front-end back-end mobile project management design entrepreneurship whatever if it's geeky it fits today we're going to be talking about the difference between well, it's not really about this, but it's about the difference between a contractor and an employee. It's about the difference between your output versus how you get things done. And the reason I say it's not really about contractors versus employees, but one of the, the historic ways, one of the classic ways of saying, how do you know whether you're actually capable of treating this person like a contractor versus an employee? Because that's often matters because contractors, you don't have to pay them. You know, you don't have to pay for their health insurance all this kind of stuff. The rule... Generally, the easiest part of the rule tends to be if this person is having to do things in a particular way using particular tools at a particular time or space, they're probably your employee. So what that means as a contractor, you're able to tell them, hey, it needs to have a particular you know, quality standard at the end. And hey, it needs to be done by a certain date. And maybe even, hey, you have to give me the halfway point due by this particular date. But what you can't say is you need to come to my office unless there's you know, a part of the actual job that requires being at the office, you can't say you have to work on it during these hours, you can't say you have to use these particular tools. So contractors in general, you just tell them, you know, some higher level kind of guidelines, and then they do it how and when and where they want. Whereas employees, you're able to specify those things, you got to be in the office nine to five, you've got to use, you know, these particular programs, you got to work in a Windows environment, you got to whatever, whatever. And the reason I'm thinking about these things is because recently I said on the Laravel podcast, uh, you know, I've been thinking about Sublime Text because I was on the verge of basically telling all my employees they had to use PHPStorm. And uh, I had mentioned that, and Adam Watham, who works with me, said, I'm actually pretty uncomfortable with that idea because it suggests that we aren't capable of making, you know, our own decisions about you know what tool we're working with and and I had been you know kind of joking around about the whole forcing thing, but I think it it prompted a really interesting conversation uh, for me to have, which is what is the level of forcing so just you know to clarify that out of the way, I'm not forcing anybody at my job to use a particular tool um, but i I am however considering you know at times forcing them to try them and I'm not forcing but like saying there's something i I see a particular and let's actually start step back for a second so. Why would somebody a particular business force someone to use a particular tool set? Well, first of all, there's the possibility of, you know, you're doing development for Microsoft folks, and so you say, well, I need you to use a Windows computer because that's the only easy place to get the Windows development environment. And and if you were to use a Mac, it would introduce these other problems, or if you were to use a Linux, you'd waste your time with this or whatever. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Or it might be because It's the environment that everybody else is using. And so when a tool is released that's like a plugin or an instructional video or when somebody's pairing with you, if you're using some weird environment that nobody else uses, then it might be difficult. Or maybe there's networking issues. Your Linux computer can't connect to the Windows network or your Windows computer can't connect to the Mac network or whatever it ends up being. But that's not what we're talking about here so much. It's really about, you know, what if your boss tells you, well, you have to use this particular, you know, you have to use a particular code editor, or you have to use a particular design tool or something like that. Uh, Now, again, with a design tool, it might be, well, you have to use Photoshop because everybody else is trading Photoshop documents around, PSDs around, okay. But what if there's not the case? What if you're the only designer? Or what if it's code? Well, everybody's trading code around, but you can use your code in any editor, right? So I think the end result ends up being more in the contractor kind of space. And I'm talking about employers, but I'm really just talking about high-level ideas here. As a contractor, you are primarily trying to deliver good code right and as an employee who is a coder you're trying to deliver good code now the code needs to function you need to work well on a team it's not just does it work in the end but unique you know I- IDEs are not going to really change that the only time i can imagine an id there's there's a few circumstances which i can imagine uh, someone who works for me using an ide that i would ask them to change so one of them is if it's noti- notif- noticeably slowing them down. I would say, hey, this is slowing you down. I see the way you work in that IDE. I want you to try this other one. I think you're going to be faster. And so that's actually what the case was with PHP Storm. We had a lot of folks working in Sublime Text. And I said, hey, you know, PHP Storm adds all this PHP knowledge. I think you would be faster. And I told myself the same thing if we switched to PHP Storm, And we found that a lot of us were a lot faster. So that was good, right? But if somebody had said you know what, I found that I'm actually happier or faster or better in sublime text, it would be like, okay, cool. That's good. So that's one context. Another context is when you're doing the type of work where you write some code and say, well, we're all going to have an IDE that does X or Y, therefore this code is okay. And what I found is I just tend to not like that kind of code, just kind of straight up. So for example, when you use certain things that have to, you know, assume particular, you know, when you write code in such a way where you're assuming that this code will be easy to navigate because everybody has an IDE or PHP storm or, you know, but, but if you don't, then it's extremely difficult to navigate. Or when you write code where you're using a particular alignment, you know, there's this thing a lot of people do where they align all their properties a certain way. It's a really big pain in the butt for anybody to do, unless they've got an IDE that auto formats like that. Um, I don't like that kind of stuff, and that doesn't mean that I don't want to take advantage of the the tools that IDEs provide us for easy navigation of code or beautiful formatting, but I think what I don't like, at least in the code sense, and I might be just a super idealistic, you know, purist here or something like that, is when we develop code in such a way that it is heavily relying on the features of our IDE in order to be able to work with that code ongoing or to understand that code because I do work in Vim sometimes and I work in sublime text other times and I work in PHP storm other times and I want to be able to get my work done, uh, you know, equally well across those and only be impeded because of the natural pieces inherent to that. You know, I can be impeded by Vim because I'm not going to use my mouse as much or impeded by PHP storm because it's slower or whatever, but I don't want to be impeded because somebody wrote code that only works if you have a PHP focused IDE. um, and that code becomes very confusing to navigate if you, you know, if you don't, or, or formatting, that's going to be a huge pain in the butt to kind of add, you know, what if you add a property that's two characters longer than the longest property? Well, you got to reformat 25 properties in a row and if anybody uses Vim or doesn't have the right plugin or Sublime Text, then it's not going to work. That kind of stuff, uh, I just don't want us to program that way. So I know I'm rambling a bit, which seems to happen on the regular basis. But basically, I think the the piece for me as an employer is there are times where the tool you use are important to the way you interact with the team around you. If everybody else is using PSDs, please get Photoshop right and like someone could say well oh well i have sketch and can open psds well that might be the case and you may end up finding that the amount of time and kind of information that's passed along from people using sketch to open psds means in the end it's actually wasted and it's just worth getting Photoshop. that may be a thing right but when that's not the case when it's really just about the quality of work that you're putting out quality code that you're putting out then do what makes you you know do do you do you right and you might be i love working in vim and keyboard shortcuts all that or you might be i love the power and ui that comes from php storm and also intelligence everybody's got their own kind of shtick and and that's a personal thing that's not a company thing we're not a sublime text company we're not a vim company um so yeah i don't know i think that's kind of i just wanted to share some thoughts that were triggered from having that conversation with adam so hope this helps somebody um Thanks for listening to the 5-Minute Geek Show uh, at 5-Minute Geek Show on Twitter, number five, 5-Minute Geek F-I-V-E. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or via RSS. And if you like the show, uh, share it with your friends, rate it on iTunes, um, write I Love 5-Minute Geek Show 5,000 times in Vim, which by the way would be to write it once and then to type YY and then to type five zero zero I think is what it is. Think so. That sounds right. Till next time, Matt Star for Five Minute Geek Show. Can you say Five Minute Geek Show? Five Minute Geek Show. There you go. Good job, bud. It's on there. Kai's on there. Can you um, say, "Eat your peas, baby, 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 it, please"? Eat your peas, baby, baby, please, baby. Good job.